0: Your daughters are reading you all the time. And the reason they read you is because they figure out who they are by the cues they get from you.
1: Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I'm Scott Young. Co-host Dave Donaldson is out on assignment. He's somewhere in the world. We hope he's doing something important. But we're glad that you have joined us. And we're going to talk about influence, which is what we talk about. We want to see the influence of your life. Grow and develop so that you can change your world and the world. And one of the biggest areas of influence on the planet is parenthood. We're especially going to talk today about fatherhood, and there's a lot of dads out there. In America, over 52 million, and about 2 million of those are single dads. I'm a dad with three daughters. I have one son and three daughters. This has been an important part of my journey, and we have. uh, just the pressures that are bearing down on girls today regarding sex and sexual orientation, gender identity, body imaging, which, which as a youth leader I saw affecting mental health, a depression in girls, and even suicide. A dad influences the way a young girl forms her choices, her self-image, her perspective on drugs, sex, and even spirituality. Did you know there are three questions that each child needs to hear and receive? They need to know what you think about them. They need to know how you feel about them. And they need to know what your hopes are for them. Our guest today is an outstanding expert in this field, Dr. Meg Meeker. She has served for over 30 years in pediatric medicine, adolescent medicine, counseling, and working with parents. She's a fellow of the National Advisory Board of the Medical Institute, and an Associate Professor of Medicine at Michigan State School of Human Medicine. She's a popular speaker, a best-selling author of some books like Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, The Ten Habits of Happy Mothers, there's a good one, and Boys Should Be Boys. Today we're going to talk about a book that she has written that has become a bestseller and been turned into a movie that is now streaming live. It's the book that was written, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. It's about a man named Steve who has three daughters, and it's his journey to understand his daughters as they develop and as they move out into life. And Dr. Meg, we want to thank you so much for joining us. and Tell us a little bit of why you wrote this book and uh, maybe how it got turned into a movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me, Scott. I, um, the whole thing is a God thing uh, from start to finish, and I know we're not finished, but I wrote the book mm-hmm. Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters a number of years ago because we have three daughters and a son as well. And what I was seeing in my pediatric practice was that the girls who had fathers involved, who had anxiety, depression, were on drugs, alcohol, eating disorders, whatever, who had a dad that was involved. And I don't mean a PhD in psychology dad, but Mm. a dad who was involved, got better a lot faster. And at the same time, in our culture, I was seeing dads being bashed. M- movies were made where dads looked like idiots, and they were the butt of everybody's joke. And I saw this huge disconnect, and I said, wait a minute. This is not okay, because fathers are the ones who are having this profound influence on their mm-hmm. daughters' lives. And, if, and if, the daughters, if the dad wasn't there, it was having a profound impact on the daughters' lives as well. And so I wanted to write a book that only only discussed the positive aspects of fathers. Now, a lot of fathers that are written about in the books had a lot of issues and a lot of problems. But I really intentionally said, here's what this dad did right. Here's what this dad did right. Mm. Um, So it's not about perfect fathers. It's just about fathers that are good enough. And after I wrote the book, and I told a lot of personal stories and stories of my patients, it just hit a nerve because I think that fathers were so relieved to have somebody finally come out and applaud them Mm. and say, We need you. You know, we need good men, we need good fathers. So we're all screaming about this fatherless crisis in America and at the same Mm -hmm. time, what are we doing? We're we're telling everybody we don't need them, you know? So I just really wanted to to expose what I believed God wanted me to expose about fathers.
1: Now the movie is streaming currently on PureFlix and if you don't know about PureFlix, you'll find that in the show notes. Um, so you're an author and now the movie, is there a difference between what the material that's in the book and and in the movie and, and what is that difference?
0: Well, the difference is only the storyline. I was a little nervous because I, I don't own the book. I don't own the, the, um, the movie publishers own the book and a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I don't own the movie either. Yes. Um, but but in my book, I thought, well, how in the world are they going to make a movie out of that? Because every chapter talks about what a daughter needs from her dad. And there are a lot of stories about dads and daughters. But what PureFlix did, which is really brilliant, they combined a lot of those aspects of dad, which are so important to a daughter, and they wove them into a storyline about one dad and three daughters. Hmm. And so it's really pretty neat how they do it. And so they they really do a good job sort of start to finish with how this dad interacts with his daughters, who are really having a hard time and who he doesn't agree with very much. So there's a real transition that takes place in the movie, which is delightful. And that's very much what I wanted to portray in my book.
1: So in your book, you told various stories about various dads, and then the movie kind of puts that together in the life of one dad. so yes. what were some of the great great maybe an outstanding story from the book that just really pops out to you?
0: well one of the one of the scenes is directly from my book okay. and it's where a, a daughter is acting out I think she's fifteen or sixteen and she you know goes to this party and it's wild and they're boys and there's drinking and there's just everything you can imagine. well the father finds out about it. And rather than sitting back and going, well, I got to talk to her when she gets home, he gets in the car and he marches in that house and he grabs his daughter and he said, you're out of here. And all of her friends snicker and sneer and he takes her home. And I thought, what I really wanted fathers to see was, look, you have the instincts to protect your daughter. Mm -hmm. Use them. Don't go, "Well, that's what kids do, and I don't want to alienate my daughter. March into the party and get her out of there." And I think that, that his daughter, later on in the movie, comes to realize, "Wow, my dad really loves me." And so that's just one in particular' thinking about.
1: Yeah, what, what kind of things do you think that kids look to their dads to receive? What are they looking? What do they need to get from dads?
0: Well, first and foremost, they need his attention. You know, now with cell phones and laptops and everything, kids, daughters crave their father's attention. When you walk into a room, they want you to acknowledge they're there. When they're going somewhere, they, they want you to, to weigh in on everything. If a father communicates to his daughter that he likes her and he wants her company, She flies. She, Mm. you know, if you're going out to get change the oil in the car on a Saturday, and you say to your daughter, "You know what? I haven't really talked to you all week. Will you come with me?" She feels like gold. She feels, "Wow, my father sees me. My father likes me." So they need attention and they need affection. You Mm -hmm. know, everybody says, "Well, teenage girls won't touch you," but look at what they're look at what they're striving for in school. They're going around looking for attention from guys and um, affection. And so if a father sort of moves in there and gives her that affection, it's enormous. It enormously decreases her chances of getting um, with dating the wrong guy. And I don't think fathers don't realize that. And then she needs affirmation. You know what? Who you are is great. You're my daughter. And I'm so grateful that you're my daughter and don't talk about all the stuff she needs. But really what I tried to do in the book was to bring fathers from behind their daughter's eyes and let dad see how their daughters see them. Because I believe if dads could see how their daughters see them and what they want from them for just five or 10 minutes, their lives would never be the same. And that's what men have told me who read the book. I just never knew. I wow. never knew. And, I'm thrilled about that. Yeah.
1: Do you think that um, people, kids, daughters, sons get a concept of their heavenly father from how they interact with their earthly father?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that's very intimidating for a lot of fathers. Dads are, and I have a chapter, the most important man in your daughter's life. Mm -hmm. And dads will say, no, 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 yeah, it is, because you're there from the beginning. You're her introduction to trust and love. So if you develop a strong, healthy relationship with your daughter, and then you go and say, here's your heavenly father, boom, it's an easy transition. But if you have a painful relationship or you abandon your daughter or you're cruel to your daughter or you, she can't trust you, guess what? She's going to have a hard time relating to God the Father because she doesn't really like that word, Father. And I've seen a, a number of women who have difficulty accepting fatherhood of God. They're okay with mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, but fatherhood—you mm, know—they really have a hard time because their father sort of blocked their way in um, experiencing God the Father.
1: Do you think children view their mothers differently than they do their fathers, and the different? Do they feel a different, feel a different role?
0: Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and all the literature says so. What I've experienced in watching kids, I've watched thousands of interactions between kids and their parents, and kids perceive their mother as the one who has to love them. Mom Mm -hmm. has to be there. She has to think they're wonderful. She has to say, oh, you got an F on your test, but you're going to do better (laughs) the next time, better the next time. And kids go, yeah, that's my mom. She has to say that. Mm -hmm. With their fathers, though, it's very different. In a peculiar way, regardless of how good a dad is, a child, a daughter at least, feels she needs to earn her dad's trust and love and affection. And mm-hmm. the dad may be the best dad in the world, but here's why. Daughters see their fathers as an authority figure very differently from they see their mom as an authority figure. they mm almost a little fearful of their dad, if you will. For instance, when I I tell a story in the book where I didn't get into medical school the first year in my mother's, any schools, and my mother said, oh, don't worry, you're going to get in, you're going to get in. I said, yeah, right. And then I heard my dad talking to a friend on the phone, and I overheard him say, my daughter will be going to medical school in the next two years. And I stopped dead in my tracks because when I heard my father say that, I knew that I knew that I knew I was going. Now, why? Mm. Because my dad just had an authority. When It felt to me that when my dad said something, it was going to happen, and it did. Mm. And that sentence and saying that changed my life because what he said to me was, I believe in you, you can do this, I have no question. And and sure enough, I stepped up to the plate. But even when I was my in my forties and fifties, getting ready to write another book, I remember sitting there going, "I can't, I can't." There's and I hear my dad say, "Oh yes, you can." So oh. that's the difference between you know a father communicating to his daughter and a mother communicating.
1: That's so good, Doctor Meg, and uh, we'll have some dads that are listening, and uh, they'll be learning some things we will have some daughters that are listening and some of them are saying, I wish my dad knew this. There'll be some people that are listening and they have had a very frayed or even broken relationship. Um, So either speaking to the dad or the daughter or or both, if you'd like, what kind of things can we say to help mend that give hope to that and and healing to those broken relationships? Mm
0: Well, first of all, I say to fathers, it's never too late to heal a relationship with your daughter. Um, Never too late. I've had men in prison who've come out and they've reunited with their daughters and there's a lot of hurt and pain and disappointment, but they reconnect. So even if your daughter's 40 or 50 or 60, every daughter wants to connect with her dad. Because as I tell daughters and dads, you know, because dads have daughter's first exposure to male love they're connected to their dads by this gold thread if you will a dads don't know it but a daughter does every Mm. daughter takes one man to her grave and it's her dad for good or for ill and so it's never too late to reconnect but here's the kicker daughters want their dads to reach out and make the first attempts at healing because in their eyes dad is still older and wiser. Even if you're 45 and your dad is 70, he's always your dad. And one of the things that's hard for husbands to wrap their heads around is that in a daughter's eyes, his wife's eyes, you'll never be her dad. If you're a great guy and her father's a great guy, that's great. (laughs) But in the end, dad's opinion may trump your husband's opinion. Now, you don't like to tell husbands that, but I remember that and I had a great husband and a great dad. Um, Again, it's when my dad said something, it was more true. For daughters who had a painful experience with their dad, they never knew him or they were abused or whatever, the book goes through what every daughter wants and needs from her dad. And I've had women say to to me, when I read the book and I read that I needed my dad's attention, I needed my dad to be my first love, I needed my dad to protect Mm. me, and he didn't. Suddenly, I realized that I'm normal and I was able to grieve those and then move Mm. forward and allow God to be that to me. And so that's from a daughter's perspective, I didn't write it with that understanding, but that's what women have said from a dad's perspective, who's feeling like a really bad dad, or he really messed up, or his kids are estranged from him through a divorce or whatever. Regardless of what you think about your relationship with your daughter, your daughter still needs those things from you. She still sees you as an authority and she needs you. So that gold cord goes from her to you, because she was a child when she first learned about you, but you were an adult, so you don't need her. But there's that need that a daughter has that's always, always from her dad. And even though you feel you've messed up on all those things that you need, you wanted to give her, start with the very baby steps, you know, start by trying to connect with her. Start by trying to show her some attention. Keep it really simple and reach out and reach out. The difficulty for a lot of single dads can be that if there was a bad divorce and the kids went mostly with mom, mom can poison the daughters against the dads. So for dads out there who've experienced that, I say, hold on. Because when the daughter matures and she becomes a young adult, she's gonna size up the situation for herself and she's gonna be able to see through a lot of that. And I've seen that kind of behavior come to bite mothers really badly. Because the daughter goes, he's not that bad. He didn't do this, he's not that way. Why did my mother tell me that? So hold on during those teen years because the story isn't fully written so
1: good and and dads i hope you are hearing the words of dr meg and and our prayers are that you would find the courage in prayer to uh, take that first step Uh, don't wait you heard dr meg say listen it's important for you dad to pick up the phone to send the email to drive over and take that step of reconciliation even if you don't think it's going to be perfect even if you don't feel like you have all the right words It's a step in the right direction when it's a step of love, and uh, God would use it. Now, you mentioned briefly single dads, and so there are millions of single dads. Some are listening to us right now, and uh, do they need special encouragement, special advice, special encouragement as a single dad?
0: Yes, because fathers, particularly single fathers without a, a mom involved, live with an insecurity that they don't need to have, and the insecurity is this. She's a girl, I don't understand girls. The older she gets, the less she's gonna like me, the less I'm gonna understand her. And I don't know what to do with her because I don't know what she wants. And usually when girls are young, you know, six, seven, eight years old, they can be pretty affectionate with their dad. And then they hit puberty and they walk down the stairs one day and their dad goes to hug them and everything in their body says, get away from me, you creepy person. And unfortunately, dads take that personally. And I say to dads, no, 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 she, she, she's not rebuffing you. She's doing that because that's how she feels about herself. She's uncomfortable. She's too tall, too thin, too fat, too whatever. And she's embarrassed for her dad to see her, for anybody to see her. So rather than pull away from her, you know, you might have a wife there who would say, no, 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 keep going. But your single dad, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, I, since I don't know what to do, I'm not going to do anything. That's the worst thing you could do. So still understand, don't take it personally. She's going through a very awkward, peculiar stage. She feels bad about herself. So do the best you can just to spend a little more time with her. You don't need to talk. You don't need to spend money. Um, You know, like I said, take her in the car to change oil. Go in the backyard and say, hey, I feel like you know, kicking a ball will you do this, or, hey, I know you want to go to a movie. Can I take you to a movie tonight? So you don't have to have any magic words. You don't have to have a lot of money. Just show where you want to be with her. That is huge for a teenage girl.
1: One of the smartest things I did as a dad was I, I date my wife, but I dated my daughters. I dated my son as well. And I, it, I would just take them for breakfast. Breakfast is cheap. We would go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that built a bridge of communication that has sustained us. And now my kids are adults and they still like to hang out, which is what the goal is. Raise your children. Mm-hmm. So when they're adults and they can make a choice, they still like you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was just one of the most important things. That little weekly time uh, with them that you have given. Uh, those three questions that are asked: what, what do you think about me? What do you feel about me? And um, what, what is your hope for me? To talk about those three questions and how important they are.
0: The reason I put those three questions first is if you think about this: If your daughter's sitting in the kitchen and you walk in the room, your daughter within. 15 seconds has answered those questions in her mind Mm. because she needs to know the answers. So this is kind of scary for dads, but I guess say it anyway, your daughters are reading you all the time. And the reason they read you is because they figure out who they are by the cues they get from you. So if Mm. you walk into a room and you acknowledge her, she recognizes that I see you. You know, that's Mm -hmm. how I think about you. I respect you. I acknowledge you. If you walk by your daughter and you're texting and you don't even say hello and you don't even recognize her, Mm. she believes in her mind you don't think much of her. Um, How do you feel about me? The exact same thing. Girls are constantly looking for to know if dad loves them and if mom loves them. So they're reading you, how will I know my dad loves me? You know, does he touch me? Does he pat me on the head? Does he put me to bed at night? Does he, uh, you know, ask to sit and watch a movie with me? To, To show them that you feel love towards your daughter. And dads will say to me, well, that's pretty obvious. You know, I love my daughter. She knows it she may not. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's interesting because there's, there's a communication gap there. And so what makes daughters feel loved may be very different from how a, a dad expresses that love. So girls know they're loved when you say it and you mm. don't say it once. You say it five times, okay, because they need to hear it over and over and over. Um, Daughters need you to compliment their character. Don't necessarily compliment how well they're doing in soccer, whatever. I mean, that doesn't go very far. But if you say, wow, you know, I know you're struggling with algebra, but you've been at it and Mm. at it and at it tonight. Wow, you're patient. And then what are your hopes for me? you know, uh, kids need to know they have a future that's good. And kids don't know that, you know, a, they can't think past the next couple of months. So to let them know, look, God has a plan for you. And that plan is good. And I'm praying for your future. So that's how, so girls are constantly reading their, their dads to answer those three questions.
1: Wow. that just the, the material that we've covered and uh, it's been really great. And, and the book. So Strong Dads, Strong Daughters, which is available. They'll put it in the show notes. It's been turned into a movie, which follows the themes we've been talking about with Dr. Meg. Same movie title, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. And uh, your dad, Meg, raised a strong daughter. And we're glad he did. We're <laughs> glad for the relationship you had and the wisdom that you've just brought to big, uh, to us. When we were pre-coming onto the uh, podcast, they, they said, you have a podcast as well. And I hope they put that in the show notes. Maybe you want to mention it. I just want people to be able to continue to hear the wisdom that is in your heart, because I believe it's so important for this generation.
0: Well, thank you so much. I would encourage any of the dads that are listening out there to just go to my website slash strong and I have a lot of helps for dads on how to connect with their daughters. I actually have videos I made that go through every chapter in the book that says do this, do this, do this. I also have my podcast is parenting great kids and I interview all sorts of people. I've been working worked with the NFL for a little while, which is sounded peculiar to me, but the reason I did is they're experts on the field and the professionals, but the minute they get home, they often don't know what to do, particularly with their daughters. So so I interview a number of them as well. And so it's just fun. Parenting great kids and then meekerparenting.com slash strong, I think they'll like it.
1: Let me encourage our friends that are in the Influencers podcast to connect with Dr. Meg and the wisdom that she speaks to us and I want to thank you very much for joining us today. Want to encourage our friends to keep being an influence especially in your home, especially dads today, you and your daughter have a vital role to play and your influence in her life is mega whether you know it or not. It is so important. Thanks for being a part of today's podcast. I'm Scott Young, and this is The Influencers Podcast.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy
1: our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at The Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer.
0: Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.